Volume 17, The Sicha on Pirkei Avot, Chapter 5. The article title, Ben Bagbag and Ben Heihei. Ethics of Our Fathers, Chapter 5, Mishnah 21, teaches, Ben Bagbag would say, delve in and delve into it. For all is in it. See with it. Grow old and worn in it. Do not budge from it. From there is nothing better. Ben Heihei would say, according to the pain is the gain. Now, tractic avot is not about obligatory law, but about, quote-unquote, matters of piety, beyond the letter of the law. However, Maimonides rules, and in great length, that God is obligated to pay a reward for, his, for our service to God, as that of an employer who hires an employee. The novelty of this Mishnah is that, according to the pain is the gain, rather than according to the action and its benefit. To quote the Medrash Shmuel on this teaching, even if the cost, effort, and pain were greater than the benefit. However, to begin with, the Torah has set the reward of a mitzvah with its necessary cost, effort, work, and pain to perform the mitzvah. As we see in Leviticus, it says, if you shall follow my statute, and Rashi says, it means that you must toil in the study of Torah. And it goes on to say, I will give you rains in their time. Hence the reward, rains in their time, is for the toil. So too in the Talmud in Chagiga, we quote the verse of Malachi that says, Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between he who served God and he who does not serve him. Now, the Talmud goes on to explain, the one who serves him and the one who does not serve him are both completely righteous people, but as one who reviews his studies 100 times, that's the one who does not serve him, is not comparable to the one who reviews his studies 101 times. That's the one who serves him. And then the Talmud questions this and says, go and learn from the market of donkey drivers. One can hire a driver to travel up to 10 parsings. Parsings is a Persian unit of distance, which is about 3.5 miles, for one dinner. However, he will travel 11, just one more parsing, only for two dinners. Why? Tanya explains, for he is changing his norm. Hence, again, it's about the effort. Even by one who hires a worker, it is only by, quote, one who enters another's field and planted in it without the permission that the owner only pays for the benefits when the benefit is greater than the cost. However, when the worker does, the, does what the employer hires him for, then even when the work brings no benefit, the employer must, I quote you from the Talmud, give his entire wage. Um, parenthetically speaking, the example of the Talmud is if someone sends medicine or something to someone who's sick, he pays someone to bring it, and by the time the guy gets there, either the guy already died or he already was recovered. Hence, there's no outcome, only the work. Nevertheless, the person who sent him has to pay him. Even more so, between two people, the pain is but a construct for the desire of the employer is but to have the action accomplished, not the work. However, the pain is but a side construct, for the desire of the employer is but to have the action accomplished. However, concerning our service to God, the pain is not a side construct, but is part and parcel of the gain and benefit of the mitzvah. I quote you from Maimonides in his explanation on the Mishnayot called Eight Chapters. In chapter 6, he says, They consider him who desires iniquity and craves for it, 
but does not do it more praiseworthy and perfect than the one who feels no torment at refraining from evil. It goes on to say, again, as if this were not sufficient, they even go so far as to say that the reward of him who overcomes his evil inclination is, is commensurate with the torture occasioned by his resistance. And they said, according to the labors, the reward. Furthermore, they command that man should con con conquer his desire, but they forbid one to say, I do not desire to commit, but he should say, I do indeed want to, yet I must not, for my Father in heaven it has forbidden it. So hence you see clearly that the reward of a mitzvah is by the pain and the effort, not by the mitzvah itself. Hence, what is our Mishnah teaching us? The explanation. We are speaking of when one takes upon himself a service to God in which he is not obligated, matters of piety. Hence, one may think that in such a case, one gets paid only for the amount in which the benefit supersedes the effort. Hence, the Mishnah tells us, according to the pain is the gain. And with this, we shall also understand the names used in the Mishnah. Ben Heihei, because he was a convert, and is therefore called the son of the two letters Hei, which refers to the Abraham and Sarah, which went from Abram to Abraham and added hey, and Sarai to Sarah and added hey. So too concerning Ben Bagbag, which number one, the numerical value of the letters Bet Gimel Bag is hey five, and number two, they say, there's a teaching that the acronym of Bagbag is Ben Geir, son of a male convert, and Ben Giorid, son of a female convert. Hence, we now understand the connection between this teaching and the fact that its author is a convert, for no Gentile is obligated or asked to convert, only that they keep the seven Noahide laws. And by doing so, converting, the convert embraces huge amounts of pain of adhering to the 630 mitzvot with all the rabbinic fences. And even though by the convert, this, com this becomes his, her entire being, nevertheless we can apply the same to everyone concerning a beautification of a mitzvah, good behavior, or accepting an appointment to a position of service of something holy, in which he is not obligated, but accepts upon himself willfully. So the fact that we can also teach this to every Jew, but where does it truly manifest itself, is by the convert. However, this explanation itself does not su suffice. Previously, we already explained one who has entered another's field and planted it without the permission. If the owner shows that he is happy with this, then he must pay the worker for all his work, even if the expenses are greater than the benefit, since he showed that he was happy. Hence, being that God is happy with one going beyond the letter of the law, to the point that we can say that this is considered with the permission, hence, most definitely, God is obligated, not a matter of piety, to pay the worker for all his work. Thus, the question of what is the Mishnah teaching us returns. The answer. We are speaking here of when that which the person takes upon himself now as beyond the letter of the law leads to a negligent loss. For example, Doing an extra non-obligatory behavior three times without specifically declaring bli neder, without establishing a promise, it then becomes as an obligatory promise to do so. And from there on, it's an offense when not done. So taking upon himself something extra without saying bli neder has actually created a damage, a negligent loss. 
how much more so concerning a convert who has now placed themselves in the possibility of 613 offenses, or plus the myriad of rabbinic offenses, of which they were not accountable at all. Hence, in such cases, with that which we take on voluntarily leads to a negligent offense, if not for the Mishnah clearly telling us, according to the pain is the gain, that not only is, does not, does he not receive any reward, but he even must pay for the damages, parenthetically speaking. As in the case of the Talmud says, I quote, if one took upon himself to move someone else's barrels from one place to another, then, and because of his negligence, barrels broke, he's obligated to pay the owner of the barrels for the broken barrels. Thus, the Mishnah comes to tell us that even in such a case, God, in a manner of matters of piety, pays him for his pain damages. As in the case of the broken barrels, there is the ruling, and I quote you from the Talmud there, the porters said to Rav, We are poor people, and we toiled all day, and we are hungry, and we have nothing. So Rav said to Rabba Barbar Hanan, who he's the one that hired them, and they broke his barrels when they were moving it. He said to him, Go and give them their wages. Rabba Barbar Hanan said to him, Is this the law? Rav said to him, yes, as it is written in Proverbs, and keep the path of the righteous. Now, even though in that case of Rav Barach if we are speaking of, yes, it is the law, and not a matter of piety. Nevertheless, that is because the barrel owner, Rav Hanan, hired him. However, even on our case, when the person is taking upon himself for only his, from only his own violation, with not obligation from God, nevertheless, we know the law is that when the owner is happy with what the worker did, uh, then, as a matter of piety, the owner is obligated to pay, even for the transport of the broken barrel. Why? For being happy constitutes as if he hired him for this. So, to in our case, anyone taking upon himself that which is not obligatory without the clearing, nether, and the convert that even though this leads to a broken barrel, nevertheless, matters of piety dictate God's according to the pain is the gain. In essence, the reason why the teaching of according to the pain is the gain is said in the name of Ben Heihe, a convert, in the name of that personifies him being a convert is because ultimately it is only the convert who fully embraces the concept of accepting upon him or herself that which is absolutely not obligated to. The entire creation of the Jew is, as the Talmud says, to serve my creator, to use all one's strength and talents for the service of God. Hence, it is difficult for a Jew to find any effort in service to God, which he is absolutely not obligated at all. For even that which is beyond the letter of the law and matters of piety is under the obligatory to serve my Creator with all his might. The convert, on the other hand, before his conversion, has absolutely no obligation at all to convert, to the point that we tell the convert, why are you coming to convert? and is therefore the only one who truly and freely takes upon themselves something for God 100% voluntarily. And therefore, the Mishnah is said by a convert. And nevertheless, this Mishnah tractate Avot, which is the last Mishnah, and hence the pinnacle of the entire tractate Avot, is being said to every Jew. 
in which they're voluntary accepting upon themselves a non-obligatory service to God is like that of a convert voluntarily converting. But being that where it truly manifests itself is only in a gentle that converts, hence the mission is being said by a convert using the code name which refers to his conversion. From a different angle, we quoted earlier the law that God is per se obligated to pay a Jew for his service. However, the foundation of paying one for work done for him comes from a dynamic in which the employee has no obligation to work for the employer and does the work in order to get paid. However, concerning, for example, a slave who is a bought possession, serving for his master, and so to a son, serving his father due to the obligation of honor your father and mother, there is no concept of paying them for their service, because they're obligated to do so. Thus, being that a Jew's relationship with God is, quote, be it like children, be it like servants, end quote, and more so, Created to serve my Creator, how can we see that the Jew is owed payment for his service to God? The answer. In the Torah's being given from God to Israel, there are two dynamics. That of the giver, God, and that of the receiver, the Jew. Hence, we find in Torah these two dimensions. On the one hand, it says the words of Torah do not receive impurity. Why? Because the verse says, my words are like fire means it's God's word, and fire can never receive impurity. On the other hand, we find the Talmud says, a teacher that forgives his honor, his honor is forgiven. And the Talmud explains, being that, it is his, the teacher's, the Jew's Torah knowledge. Hence, we see that part of the Torah went over to the ownership of the Jew, who received the Torah, therefore he can forgive his honor. And part remains in the ownership of God, hence it does not become impure ever. And just as it is so concerning the Torah and the mitzvot, so too it is concerning the obligation to study Torah and observe its mitzvot. From the perspective of the giver, the obligation of the Jew is that of a son to his father and a servant to his master. From the perspective of the receiver, the obligation is connected with the Torah's obligation of receiving a reward for it. Now, Parenthetically speaking, the difference within the obligations of Torah and mitzvot express themselves within the two categories of mitzvot, that one category is that one must die and not transgress. Those are only the three mitzvot concerning idol worship, forbidden sexual relationships, and murder. While all the other mitzvot, we quote the verse in Leviticus, you shall observe my statutes and my ordinance, which a man shall do and live by them. We do not have to die for them. For generally speaking, in the observance of mitzvot, the emphasis of the obligation is of the receiver. I was created to serve my, I was created to serve my creator and you shall live by them. While these specific three mitzvot, the obligation is primarily of the giver and hence we must even die for them. Let's go back to our conversation. Now that we understand that the reward for a mitzvah comes from the receiver's dimension of the Torah, we can appreciate that the receiver's dimension expresses itself in that the reward is in the fashion of, according to the pain, how much effort and pain the receiver has. And this is the deepest connection of this teaching being the last, the pinnacle of tractic avot, which is only of matters of piety and beyond the letter of the law, which, as said, can only exist in the receiver's dimension of the Torah. Hence, the opening of the tractic avot is, I quote to you, Moses received the Torah at Sinai. 
and not God gave the Torah to Moses at Sinai, emphasizing the receiver's dimension of the Torah, because the entire concept of ethics of our fathers is about beyond the letter of the law, and that can only exist from the dimension of the receiver's dimension of the Torah. And this is the depth of, according to the pain, is the gain. The pain being that we are taking of what we are talking of one voluntarily accepting upon himself an effort in Torah story and a mitzvah of his own violation as that of a convert converting. Hence, the pain is all his, the receivers. And this is yet another connection to the emphasis in the opening. Moses received the Torah at Sinai in which we were all, as converts, undergoing conversion. And now let us look at the first teaching of our Mishnah. Ben Bagbag would say, delve in it, and delve in it, for all is in it. Here too the secret lay in that the sage giving the teaching is specifically being called by the name that points out that he is a convert being that the convert is obligated in the seven Noahide laws, and therefore his Torah study concerning the laws and details of these are a lofty action to the point of, I quote to you a statement in the Talmud, a gentle occupies himself with Torah, with Torah study, is as the high priest. Nevertheless, a Gentile's Torah study is not a concept of its own, but only of knowing how to observe the seven Noahide laws. While for a Jew and for the Gentile, once he or she converts, Torah study becomes a concept of its own, void of just in order to, quote, know what to do and what not to do, end quote. Hence, after he or she converts, there is a total essential transformation in their Torah study, which is infinitely greater than their Torah study as a Gentile. Hence, Ben Bambag, the convert, says, delve in it and delve in it, for all is in it. In it means as a concept of its own, Torah study for the sake of Torah study. And Ben Bagbag, a convert, says this, for specifically a convert appreciates this by experiencing the difference of his Torah study as a Gentile and then as a Jew. And this is the connection and the order between the two teachings of the Mishnah. Delve in it, the Torah study, and according to the pain is the gain, the mitzvah observance. Both being specifically said by a convert. And in the order of, I quote you from the Talmud, great is Torah study that brings to action. Hence, first we have the saying of the Torah study, and then of the mitzvah, according to the pain is the gain. In the code name Ben Heihei, in other words, deeper yet, the two names are not just connected with the teachings in that they are both names referring to a convert, but that each teaching is connected specifically with the name used for it. In the code name Ben Heihei, of the teaching according to the pain is the gain, it is more recognizable that he is a convert. As the Rashbam states upon this Mishnah, Bag Bag, which is only a numerical value of Heihei, the hay of Avram and the hay of Sarah, is more concealed and hidden. Now, so too with the two teachings, the delvinit and delvinit, it is more hidden than the, according to the pain, is the gain. Meaning that in the delvinit, we are speaking of studying Torah for itself, without the purpose of knowing the bottom line, what it is. Hence, the Hebrew word used in the Mishnah itself, without, with the Mishnah itself, when it says delv, the real word is hafoch, Hafoch, which literally means opposite, turn it over. 
in which before and after the entire study process, we have no revealed bottom line. And hence we find commentaries, the Medrash Shmuel on this Mishnah, and I quote to you, as we find he, meaning Ben Bagbag, would extrapolate 49 reasons so that the law of this, of this specific case should be impure and 49 reasons that it should be pure. And even though those, these 49 reasons were contrary to one another. Therefore he said, delve in it, meaning turn it over. And delve in it, turn it over again, and extrapolate opposite concepts, one of the other, reasons to purify and reasons to render it impure. And why? Because as the Talmud says in Erevin, these and these are the words of the living God. Hence, it's not about coming to a conclusive what to do. It's just the beauty of studying the Torah of God in itself. Hence, the Delvinet, turn it over, and Delvinet, turn it over, in which the novelty it speaks of is Torah study of the part of the Torah that is, I quote you from Tanya, closed and not clearly expressed nor revealed and known, carries the name Ben Bagbag, which is, quote, more concealed and hidden, while the teaching of according to the pain is the gain, which, one, the voluntary action, and two, the pain involved, is relatively revealed. This carries the more revealed name of Ben-Hey-Hey.